Hello, lovely people. I'm Gabby. Wait, no, I'm not. I'm Daniel. This is another episode of Still Figuring It Out. Today is Monday, June 12th, 2023. And this episode is about freelancing and working in college. So that was Daniel. He is a freelance broadcaster who's studying mass communications with a focus in media production at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. He has been freelancing since he was 18? 16. 16? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I started back in 2020. Oh. When COVID started. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Just broadcasting or also producing? Uh, both. Okay. Yeah, I started both at the same time. Uh, mostly out of necessity, because nobody else could do both and the little small clan slash organization i was in needed both so it was more learning on the fly which did you know how to do first technically neither well did you learn both at the same time yeah it was both coordination same time i did the production the observation of the actual in-game play and the commentary i started all at the same time for the same game. Then I started branching out into other games. So did you find the job before you did it? Technically, I created the job. So we had a bunch of people. Yeah. They were all playing against each other. Yeah. They were all playing casually. Then they wanted to play competitively. Then they wanted to play against each other. And then they wanted it streamed. Oh. In the organization as a whole, we had nobody specifically with the computer hardware, the knowledge of the software, and the knowledge of the game to do the production and commentary. So I created the job and then filled it myself for free. Spoiler alert, freelancing is free for the first part of what you do. Oh, yeah, because you have to, like, build a reputation. Mm -hmm. People aren't just going to give you, like, 20 bucks an hour to talk about video games out of left field. What did you start at? Like, what were you getting paid to start? Um, When I first started getting paid, which was the spring of 2021, I think it was 10 bucks an hour, something along those lines. It was for, like, this really low-level collegiate league. It was Valorant. It was fun. I met a couple of cool people. The difficulty with freelancing, in this specific instance at least, is there's less consistency. If you work a job, we'll say minimum wage, 40 hours a week. In the state of Maryland, it's what, 12 bucks an hour, give or take? 13. So 13 bucks an hour, 40 hours a week, you're looking at 520 bucks per Mm -hmm. week. With my job, at that point, I was making 10 bucks an hour from a single source for two hours a week. I made 20 bucks in a single week. It's not great numbers. That's really bad. Luckily, I was still working at Food Lion at the time. <laughs> so I filled in some of the gaps, but not as much. Would you ever go back to like a part-time job like that? Yes, but if the hours adhered to my scheduling. So I would work like mornings on weekdays. But the problem with finding a more consistent part-time job would be like weekends, for instance. Sometimes 20 minutes before an event starts, I get a message, hey, can you work this? Oh. It could be 10 a.m. on a Saturday. It could be 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. It could, as per usual, really be anytime after 6 p.m. on a weekday or weeknight, which makes scheduling a normal job a little difficult. So when you were starting out, did you have anyone to like help you? No. No. Not really. I still don't really have all that much help in terms of finances. It's more, I'm mostly on my own. I have picked up a decent bit over time because an economics class I took and general previous knowledge of stuff, but there's not that level of consistent background help. I don't have like an accountant on tenure. What's the easiest way that you find jobs? So the easiest way is also one of the first ways I found a job. Back when I was in said clan slash organization working for free, 
one of the guys who did a game that I don't work in nearly any capacity was like, hey, here's a Discord server. It's called broadcast.gg for broadcasting. Mm -hmm. They post basically every type of paid or unpaid opportunity. There's three separate types of posts. You have full paid, which is $20 an hour or more. You have entry-level paid, which is less than $20 an hour. And you have unpaid, which is basically just practice slash getting your name out there. Mm. Most of the time, the entry-level paid is minimum experience. The non-paid is little to no experience. Or people who do have experience are just using it for practice when there's a lack of other jobs. Oh my gosh, I looked at your YouTube channel the other oh night. And I found, what was it? It was something like, it was less than a minute. Oh, was it my introduction? I think so. Oh my. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Hi there. My name is Daniel Odier, and I go by Time to Light. I'm an aspiring shotcaster out of Northern Maryland, or the eastern part of the USA, for all of you non-American folk. And yes, I'm willing to travel. I'm 18 years old, and I like to think of myself as a Swiss Army knife for broadcast talent. I can cast, observe, or even produce just about every game you throw at me, other than casting League of Legends. That game kind of confuses me. For your convenience, I've linked just about every reel and resume I can find in a link tree down below. You can just look down there. It's really simple to find. If you're interested in working together, you can find my Discord and my email down there as well. My Discord is time to light hashtag 9004, and don't forget, capitalization matters. And my email is ttl.casts at gmail.com. Thank you ever so much for your time, and I hope we get to work together in the future. So you made that. Why, why did you make that? So I made that as like a generalization because I work in a lot of games. So I have a bunch of different highlight reels. That's what we, we call it, casting reels, highlight reels. They're mm -hmm. all in my, they're one of my two link trees. Mm -hmm. But I did that as like the intro to who I am, why there are so many reels, what I can do as a generalization. I did it just because honestly I could and I thought about it for a few seconds. So I came up with a generalized script off the top of my head, hit record and then cut down some of the audio. It's kind of like a business card. Yeah, I'd say so. How do you send it to people? You just... I don't use that video anymore. I, I don't think I've used that video since March of last year. Wow. Because I think I've gotten more centralized, and I've gotten better at making my own highlight reels for game specifics. Mm. So I don't have to use that reel. It used to be pinned on my profile on my Twitter. It is no longer. Thank God. <laughs> How difficult was it to get your name out there? I don't think... It's really difficult getting your name out there. It's just a grind. There's no specific time that you say, people know me, I'm in a good spot. I still can't really say that with any certainty because I still haven't worked the technical tier one broadcast. I haven't worked on any official stream. Hopefully that'll change in the next couple of months. But there's no specific time where I can say, I've gotten my name out there to the point where I'm happy because tonight I don't have anything to do in terms of work. So that time, I don't think still has come. It may in the near future, it may not. The general threshold of popularity in the video game production world is a thousand followers and people somewhat recognizing you by name. But that's hindered a little bit because I don't work in one specific game. I work in three separate roles and five separate titles. So I'm like a straggler in each and every game. So you try to stay skilled in so many different places where you're available to work. Like, wherever? Mm -hmm. I do that for two reasons. One of them hurts me, one of them helps me. The main reason that it helps me is because it's more cash. More jobs, more consistent cash. And at the collegiate level, you don't have to be at the highest of tiers. But collegiate's the most consistent for how much you get paid. Mm. 
so that helps me a little bit. The thing that hurts me is because I'm not centralizing in one specific game. I'm not always getting the benefit of the doubt. Okay, so comparing your freelance work to what I would be doing. So I can do photography, video production, drone photography, like that kind of stuff. Like if you specialized in one certain game, mm -hmm. per se, you would probably have better opportunities or I like so. higher level opportunities. Yeah. Would that be the same with like the work I want to do. It could be. If you are spending time between drone photography and regular photography, the way you hold a normal camera is not the same way that you hold a drone controller. Mm -hmm. So you may find out more intricacies with a drone controller if you spend more time with it. Mm -hmm. But similar note could be there for a camera. You may spend more time in Photoshop because you have to do more editing for those specific pictures in a specific way. You may spend more time with people who have done that before. You may be learning more things, creating more connections that way. It could be the op absolute opposite. It's entirely possible that somebody needs both a drone photographer and a normal photographer to do the same thing, but at two different times. You can fill both roles, get paid for both. What do you do when you're networking? Like, I know how to, like, I know what networking is, mm -hmm. but like, what do you do specifically when you walk up to people? So when I'm at an event, a lot of the times it's me walking up to people who are either A, broadcast talent, people who do what I do, but at a higher level, and either introducing myself or first time introducing myself in person. Sometimes they already know me from previously working events together, they may know me from seeing me work lower tier events. I just say, hey, I'm Dan, I go by Time to Light, or I'm Time to Light, my name's Dan, whatever. And we have the conversation of, oh, I've seen you before, this is what I do, this is the game I work in, whatever. There's the other conversation where I walk up to people who are more on the hiring side. They only work production, they only do the hiring for organizations, they work in the back end for tier one broadcasts. That's where they may have seen me before, but actually introducing yourself to someone in person and setting that precedent of, hey, I've seen this person before, they know how to hold a conversation, they may know how to talk about video games properly. There's never one specific way where I could say, this is how you network. Because sometimes it's just DMing someone, and then randomly two months later, they need someone, and you sent them a DM two months ago. Where do you hope your freelancing work will get you? One of three places. Either tier one broadcasts in some capacity on a consistent basis, working for a specific company in one or two games at like the highest level and having that level of consistency to fall back on. Uh, number two would be like the back end production room of a normal TV studio. Or number three would be regular on television, actual TV, not just random twitch.tv slash who the heck cares. <laughs> so how do you feel like your work is helping you in one of those directions? Towards the tier one video games slash broadcasting on that side, I think working both is helpful, just getting the connections that I'm looking to work for, continually building up my name and showing that I'm more reliable over a longer period of time. I think that in and of itself is just me working more and more events. More for TV slash back in production on TV slash on camera TV. It's more of having this as previous experience because some people who go into TV have never touched a camera before, have never been in front of a camera before, have never been running a back end studio. They've never had that experience. I can walk into a television studio and say, hey, I've done this. Here is thousands of hours of broadcast work to show I can do this. I, so I am using this experience to show that I could have transferable experiences. How would you describe freelancing as a whole? Uh, jokingly, difficult. 
but in more of a serious sense, the way I would describe freelancing to somebody who is, I think, just being introduced to the essence of it, is not being self-employed, but being selectively employed. Because I'm, I'm never technically self-employed. I'm never going up to one specific person and saying, hey, I'm going to mow your lawn. That's being self-employed. I'm selectively employed because I could say, if someone reaches out to me and says, hey, can you work this event? I can freely say no. It may have an impact on whether I get an opportunity to work an event in the future, but I can freely say no. What advice would you have for someone starting out in freelance work? The best advice that I still follow, mostly to this day, was from an old caster who died October 11th, 2021. Uh, his name was Michael Stockley. He went by the in-game name of Kickstarter. He was the caster in Rainbow Six Siege. He worked every tier one event. He worked the grand finals for every tier one event. Everybody knew who this guy was. He's immortalized in the game at this point. Awesome guy, was very approachable. I never got into working or going to in-person events at this point because COVID was still just ending. But if I got to meet him in person, it would be awesome. But I didn't, so I asked him in Twitch chat because he was streaming. Hey, I'm a caster, I'm just starting out. Do you have any advice? I was literally taking anything he would throw. I don't remember the exact words, but I posted a tweet about this a couple weeks after he died, or a year after he died when we did some memorial event for him. It was something along the lines of, take everything you can. Somebody offers you work, do it. Because at a bare minimum, you're either going to get paid or learn something. If you do neither, it wasn't worth it. You learn something, you have the time to create your own experience, and that is still most of the advice I follow to this day. Do you have anything else you want to say? I think the number one thing is have fun with it. If you're freelancing, the, the main reason I still work in video game commentary is because I get to talk about video games. Let's be completely honest with one another. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> Anybody in my family that I've told about it either doesn't understand it, but is happy for me, or does understand it and thinks that's the coolest thing ever because my job that I've now made somewhat full-time is talking about video games. If you don't have fun with a freelance job, why are you working in freelance? Why are you putting yourself through maybe not having work for a couple weeks or a month full, not having that certainty of, oh, I know what my next paycheck is coming from, because that's not where freelance is. In freelance, this last week, for instance, or two weeks, as a matter of fact, I've worked a total of two broadcasts. I've made a total of zero dollars. Not a single one. I haven't done anything to get paid. I knew that coming into this, these next two weeks, mainly because I went to Dallas and DC, but you're also putting yourself through the possibility of not getting paid, not having anything that you could work, or having other people selected for the events that you could work. Either way, have fun with what you do, but have a backup plan. For instance, a part-time job. Well, thank you very much for uh, all of your words of wisdom. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Still Figuring It Out. But don't forget, number one, there's still another episode coming every single month, and this one is a special one. I won't give you any spoilers, unless Gabby wants to do so. She's sitting right next to me. But just have to say it may be a little upside down and not the stranger things kind of way. also follow me on twitter because the more twitter followers i have the cooler i look to other people at ttl c-a-s-t-s or ttl casts bye bye